Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards, and I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. Man, it's December. If you're watching this when it's coming out uh, live and, and, and on track, you're watching this in December. You know something? This used to be the worst time of the year for me. Many of you have heard me talk about how that, how that before I gave my life to the Lord, you know, basically I'd get higher drunk somewhere around, somewhere around the end of October or the middle of November and really wouldn't, wouldn't sober up or come back to the real world until about May because I was so depressed and suicidal and angry and frustrated during the holidays because of what all that meant or what all that brought back from my childhood. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm going to be sharing some things with you this month that is all about why Jesus came. It's all about what we have in Christ. We're going to actually be talking about uh, the glory of God in you, which is, you know, when you sound that, when you say the glory of God, man, people think of something goofy and religious too often. Man, if you've got a, if you've got a charismatic or a Pentecostal background, you hear people talking about the glory of God, and I don't know where your mind goes. You know, people want to see a cloud in the room. They want to, you know, they want to hear angels sing or, or you know, just see something phenomenal that's going to happen. And, and, and most of what we think is the glory of God or most of what we would identify as the glory of God is really not what the Bible identifies as the glory of God. As a matter of fact, today we're going to talk about beholding the glory of God. Now listen to this. I want to read this scripture to you from the book of Colossians, first chapter, 26 verse. And this is, this is just such a crucial new covenant scripture. Paul is speaking here and he says, now this mystery... And now let me tell you about a mystery. I know I just got one word into this thing. We're already, we're already jumping off the ledges here. The word mystery is a really interesting word because the word mystery is a word that is used when it talks about the mystery of iniquity, which gives rise to the Antichrist. But in the Greek, it's the exact same word as the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, when you see this word mystery, they are used identically, whether it's, whether it's something evil or something good, with just one exception. Now, in a, in a mystery, it's something that is, that is hidden and that you are sequentially, it is sequentially revealed to you. Now, in, in the mystery of iniquity, in other words, when you go the, the direction of the occult, you get introduced to some truth. And at some point in time, whenever you have showed that you're shown that you're you're committed to this truth, you're living by this. This is what you think. You accept this hook, line, and sinker. Then you then you're initiated, and and you go to the next level of information. Now, with with, with the occult, the interesting thing about the mystery is they don't tell you the truth about the end. You know, right now today. If you look in political groups, if you look in religious groups, if you look in philosophical groups, they all promise you, or many of them promise you, the exact same thing that the Bible promises is ours in the kingdom of God, in this realm where people are walking with God. 
But what they really don't tell you is what the true end result of that is, because the true end result of that is that you be alienated from God. And, it, and people take these steps thinking they're taking godly steps. But see, when you're trying to get something that God has promised some way other than how God promised that it would come about, then you are entering deeper and deeper in deception. So, so with every initiation, you're brainwashed more and brainwashed more and brainwashed more, and you reach a point to where there is no coming back from the way you see the world, from the way you see God, from the way you see the devil, from the way you see sin, from the way you see uh, your concept of what truth is. Now, in the kingdom of God, in the mystery of the kingdom of God, the principle is much the same, but there's some differences. In the mystery of the kingdom, first of all, the goal and the process is all given up front. In other words, we know what God is offering, and we know that the way to this is through faith in our heart through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. But as we walk this out, it is a mystery which means to the degree that we incorporate what we are learning or what we have learned or what we understand, to the degree that that's brought to life in our heart, to the degree that that's actually working in our heart, to that degree, we are prepared to take the next step. And so, and so it's very similar. And many people wonder why they can't get step 26 to work. And the real truth is they haven't got step five to work uh, because it's got to be alive in our hearts. See, we're, we're, we're walking on, we're walking on stones or steps, so to speak, that are based on foundations that are laid in our heart, based on believing the truth in our heart and actually working in our lives. And so Paul says there's a mystery. And, and it's interesting. He says this mystery has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. Well, I got news for you. If you are in Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ and uh, you qualify to be a saint. If you choose to live godly, if you choose to live your true identity in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you, you qualify for this mystery to be revealed to you. Now, one of the things you want to realize, one of the reasons this is called a mystery, because God started laying a foundation at creation, the way he created the world, the things he showed about himself in creation, the things he showed and revealed about himself through his names, what he revealed to himself through Abraham and his connection with Abraham, what he revealed about himself through bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. Interestingly, every one of the feasts and sacrifices of the Old Testament are a part of revealing the mystery to us about who God is, about what we have in Jesus. And uh, you know, it's amazing. People don't look back to the Scripture like I was taught to when I was coming up to understand what we have in Christ. Uh, it, it's People just kind of come up with subjective, philosophical, religious reasoning to explain what we have in Christ. And it's amazing how good intentioned people get so far away from, from, from what God has already revealed about himself. You know, in Isaiah 53, talking about what happens uh, through the crucifixion, God says, whose report will you believe? You see, the problem is we are not listening to what God has 
has revealed about himself, taking that into our hearts, believing this in our hearts, building our life on it, uh, experiencing transformation so that we're ready to, to step into the next revelation. Because see, we're not looking for revelation just for information's sake. We're looking for revelation for transformation. We're looking for transformation into the likeness and the image of God. And, 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 it, and it's not the information that changes us. The information is just the truth so that we know we're, we're aiming in the right direction. We're shooting toward the right target. So God has been steadily revealing a mystery step by step, piece by piece, since the creation of the world. And all of the Scripture, what we call the Old Testament, which is what the apostles in the early church called the Scripture, all of the Scripture reveals segments, bits, and pieces of this mystery to show us a shadow, a type of what we would really have in Jesus. And so <clears throat> this has been hidden from generations, but now it's revealed to us. And verse 27 says, to them, to them who? To the saints. Now remember, you know, we have all been made righteous in Jesus if we have believed on Him as Lord, if we have believed on Him as being raised from the dead. But remember, righteousness that we do not yield to to produce something in our life means that, that we can't see beyond where we are. Uh, in other words, you know, God doesn't want us just to be righteous. He wants us to yield to righteousness. He wants us to let righteousness bring fruit forth in our lives. And so, so God has, is, is revealing this to people who are yielding to the righteousness of God, people who are following God with their whole heart. And he says, he says that uh, God wants to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So he's saying, look, God's going to show you something. And what, what's amazing is the, is the riches of this mystery, the riches of the glory of this mystery that God started revealing in creation. Now we see this coming to fruition and what's happening in the Gentile world because, see, the Jews thought that this was just for them. But here, here is the mystery. The mystery is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, many of you have heard me dissect this verse time and time again. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, the word hope is the word confident expectation, specifically a confident expectation of good things. When you begin to look at the word glory, whether you're looking at the Greek or whether you're looking in the Hebrew, Man, this talks about the greatness, the splendor, the majesty, the brilliance, the brightness, the wisdom, the awe, all of these aspects of how phenomenal God is. But in the Greek, it, it, it actually reveals something real interesting because the word glory also means view, opinion, and reality. Now, you've, you've heard me share this many, many times. God has a view of you. Now, God's view of you is this, is that, is that you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. God's view of you is that you have been raised from the death of sin. God's view of you is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is giving life to your mortal body right now. God's view of you is that the spirit of God is in you giving you wisdom. Now, this, 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 is, God's, this is God's view, and this is, this is God's reality. 
Now, the problem is that may not be your reality, and the reason it's not your reality is, well, that's not necessarily your view. You know, you're making terrible decisions. You're struggling financially. You got health problems that you can't overcome. You're struggling emotionally. You're struggling relationally. You're not living a godly life. You're giving in to sin. You're struggling with whatever you're struggling with. And so you have this sense of, of, of who you are, but God has this sense of who you are. Now, God's view and God's opinion is the reality. It is the manifestation. It is the ultimate manifestation of God's greatness and God's splendor uh, happening in your life. That, that's how He sees you. But the problem is, that's not necessarily what you are experiencing. That's not your reality. And so, Paul is saying that Christ in us is the confident expectation of God's view and God's opinion becoming our reality. And the great news that I have for you is that you can choose God's reality anytime you want it. And when you choose God's reality and begin to see God and see yourself the way the Scripture shows Him, based on Jesus' representation of the Scripture, based on the life that Jesus lived, the teaching that Jesus taught, and, and what Jesus accomplished in His death, burial, and resurrection. When you begin to see God in light of who Jesus is, when you begin to see yourself in light of what Jesus has done, then you begin to see, and for the first time in your life, have the opportunity to choose and participate in a new version of reality. Now, that's kind of hard to get your head around because, see, we, we think that the only reality that exists is the one that we are experiencing right now. No, what we're experiencing right now could be a lie because if it's any less than what Jesus died and rose from the dead to give us, then it's, then it's a lie. It's, it's something we don't have to live. It's something we don't have to put up with. It's something we don't have to tolerate. You say, yeah, but I've prayed. I've done everything. Well, that's, that, I, I understand that. But no matter where you are, at some point you've got to realize God's reality is the only reality. And when I accept that, when that becomes the fact, then for the first time in my life, I start realizing I have options. I can make choices. I want to tell you something. That's what we do here at Impact Ministries. We teach people the truth about God. We change the way people see God so that they'll see God the way Jesus represented Him. So they'll interpret the Scripture the way Jesus interpreted the Scripture. So they will see what they have in light of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Because you see, when you change the way people see God, you change the way they see themselves. And you, when they change the way they see themselves, it changes the version of reality that people will experience. It brings them to this place to where they realize, I do have choices no matter what I've lived at this point in time. Listen, I want to tell you something. I've got a great series for you this month. It's just, it's just four messages. It's about, it's about the glory of God in you. And I want to tell you something. This is a powerful message, particularly when you have it uh, in conjunction with what I'm going to be teaching you this month through, through uh, the weekly Cyber Church broadcast.
you're going to have an insight into some reality about who you are that is just beyond anything you've ever experienced. Now, let me tell you, there's two ways that you can get this series. And sometimes people say, well, why do you offer a series uh, in conjunction with these programs. Why don't you put it all in these programs? Well, the truth is, not everybody wants it all. It would take weeks and weeks and weeks for me to take these messages because most of these messages in these series are about 45 minutes long. That, you know, just, that, that means that just one message uh, would make three of these broadcasts. That means that, that means that like the, the, the glory of God in you would be, would be about 12 programs that go on for three months. People don't want that. People get tired of that. But there are some people that when something speaks to them, they're disciples. They're wa- seeking to walk with God and they're, and something speaks to them. They say, you know something? I've got to go deeper in this. I, God is saying something to me out of this. And so that's why we create these series so that people who are wanting to make this journey can go as deep and as far as they want to go. So we always have these resources available. So number one, you can always purchase. If you're watching this right now, on YouTube, you can click and go straight to uh, impactministries.com and you can check out this series. Or if you're not watching this on YouTube, then just go to www.impactministries.com and check it out. But you know something? I've got something new that we're offering. See, some people really enjoy purchasing the series. They share them with other people. They want to keep them. They want to have them for the future. But we are seeking for new ways to make it possible for you to go as deep as you want to go, no matter what your resources are. So we are creating a new subscription program. Uh, and this subscription program is, is, is moveyourboundaries.com. We call it Impact Unlimited. And you can become a part of Impact Unlimited where you pay a small subscription fee, just pennies a day, a small subscription fee, and you have access to all of my teaching materials that I'm adding to every single month. I'm adding books. I'm adding, I'm adding programs and, uh, you're wanting to dive in. You're wanting to go deeper than you can afford to go. You can't afford to buy these, uh, to buy these, uh, a series that we're offering. Then you want to go over to Impact Unlimited at MoveYourBoundaries.com and you want to sign up for our subscription program and Tonight, you can start downloading not only the glory of God in you, but you can start downloading other new and fresh series and books and, and other teaching material that I have. I want to tell you something. I want to make it where you can have this stuff in your hands. So, so be sure and check us out at impactministries.com if you want to purchase uh, this or any of my other series. Or if you want to become a part of our subscription program where you're getting access to everything that I have on a continual basis, then go to moveyourboundaries.com and hook up with us. You're going to be hearing from me every month and you're going to be getting something new on a regular basis. I, you know, something, I don't know anything more than I can, that I can do, uh, than to make it available to you in all these ways. So anyhow, by the way, that'd be a great Christmas present for someone. If you want to give somebody a Christmas present, that's going to give and give and give and give and give, sign them up for Impact Unlimited, moveyourboundaries.com. And every, every day they'll have access to all of my teaching, all of my books, everything out there, and we'll be adding new stuff every single month. All right. Now let's just, let's just dive back in this thing. Now, it, one of the things that I've realized is we have really a strange concept of what it means, uh, to see or to experience the glory of God. You know, 
like I said, if, if you grew up in the Pentecostal or the charismatic or the word of faith movement, you know, you'd hear people talking about the Shekinah glory, talking about the glory cloud of God coming down and descending during a worship service. And, you know, you'd ask people what it was. And so well, it looked like the room was full of smoke. And, you know, I'm absolutely not saying that those things don't happen. But I am absolutely saying that is really not the glory of God. It's sort of like an aspect of the glory of God. It's sort of like a, it's sort of like a, a, a picture or an image of the glory of God or like a shadow of the glory of God. You know, it's sort of like whenever Moses wanted to see God's glory, God said, well, I can't show you my face because, because if you do, you can't live in this natural realm if you've actually seen me. And so he says, I'm going to pass before you. And, and, and actually he said, my goodness is going to pass before you. And so Moses got some glimpse of, of the glory of God. But even Moses really did not fully understand what it meant to see and to experience the glory of God. And God wants us to see the glory of God. Now, now keep in mind, in the Old Testament, whenever, whenever a sacrifice was brought in the Old Testament, the very first sacrifice that was brought, God himself lit the fire that consumed that sacrifice. And man, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, uh, the people gave praise. The people shouted. The people jumped. They did, they did all these incredible uh, uh, things in response to God manifesting himself. And, when, and, you know, and on the tent of the meeting, yes, the cloud of God would, would, uh, that would represent the presence of God would come down on that cloud of meeting when Moses was there meeting with God or, 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 or when people were there connecting to God. And, and, and that is phenomenal. That is part of the brilliance. That is part of the splendor. That is part of the majesty. But the truth is that truly is not the glory of God. You know, a, a friend of mine and I were talking just, just a few weeks ago, and, and we, were, we were just discussing this whole thing about miracles. And see, you know, I, I love miracles. You know, thank God. I, I thank God for miracles. I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for miracles. Most of you know I was born with a congenital kidney disease. And in my lifetime, taking mission trips and going overseas, I have picked up infections that should have killed me. I've been in automobile accidents that should have killed me. And, you know, yes, I've had to have a lot of medical treatment over the years. But, but you know what? The thing that always at the end of the day saved my life in every one of those situations was a miracle. So I am not anti-miracle. In, in the least. I thank God for miracles. But you know, we've been kind of taught to think that if we could just see more miracles, man, if we could just have another healing revival, that the glory of God would be shown to America and we'd see a great revival in America. Well, you know something, that's really not true because the first healing revival didn't bring about any significant changes in America. As a matter of fact, studies, religious studies show that, you know, the Azusa Street revival, the, 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 uh, the healing revival, pretty much all of the revivals that have swept through America, uh, most of them that we tend to magnify and glorify and want to see repeated really made no significant difference in North America whatsoever. I mean, the effect that they had on our country was negligible. I'm not saying they weren't important. I'm not saying they weren't valuable. I'm not saying they didn't bring benefit to people's lives, but they did not bring 
what, what people wanted to see. Because you see, remember, Jesus said this way. He said, when people see that you have love for one another, he said, then they're going to really know you're the real deal. They're going to know that you're really my disciples. Well, see, in the Old Testament, the, the thing that made the people, God said, I'm holy, be holy. What, what, what was it that was so uncommon about God? What was it that made God so special uh, uh, in comparison to all the other gods that the pagans worshipped? I'll tell you what it was. It was the fact that He loved His people. He was tender-hearted. He was merciful. He sought out a relationship with His people. He put all the things in place so that the people could come and experience Him and experience His goodness. So that whether they got in sin or whether, whether they were just struggling internally, they could reconnect to God. They could experience the mercy, the forgiveness, the love, the accepted, the goodness, the kindness of God. Whereas all of the other gods poured out wrath and kept people in fear and kept people in bondage all the time. And so the thing that made God holy, and that means uncommon, was that, was that He was God of love. He was a God of mercy. He was a God of relationship. And God told the people, said, I want you to be holy like I am. He said, if you'll be holy like I am and have justice the way I teach you to have justice, if you'll have, you know, if you'll have a, 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 a national economy the way I tell you to have a national economy, if you will treat one another the way I tell you to treat one another, He said, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be the head and not the tail. You're going to be above and not beneath. Other nations are going to come to you. They're going to stand in all. They're going to be afraid of you. And, and, and and, and, and he said, and, and then he'll be glorified. Well, so the thing that made God holy was that he was a God of love. He was a God of relationship. He, it, it wasn't the fact that the fire came down and, and, and absorbed the sacrifices. It wasn't the fact that the glory cloud came down on the tent of meeting. It wasn't the fact that the children of Israel were led by a pillar of fire at night and a cloud by day. It wasn't by any of these outward manifestations that they were able to say, see, this is the glory of God. This is what's going to make the nations of the world know that you're the real God. Remember down in Egypt, all of the miracles that Moses did Pharaoh's servants, they did the same exact miracles. Now listen, thank God for miracles. But miracles, signs and wonders, while they all have their place, they really are not manifestations of the glory of God. By the way, let me just mention to you, and if you get benefit out of these series, be sure and just click below and like this broadcast. When you like this broadcast, it makes it possible for thousands of other people around the world to see this and gives us a chance to influence them. So be sure every time you watch, if you're watching on YouTube, to like it. If you're not watching on YouTube, go over to YouTube, open it up, and be sure and click on the like because we want more and more people to hear this. You say, well, so Jim, what are you telling us? What is it that you're saying? Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying... Maybe we sincerely and honestly want the glory of God, but we're misunderstanding what that glory is. We're praying for and looking for something other than what God is really trying to do. You know, Paul said one place, he said, look, the goal of all instruction is, 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 uh, is love and you know, faith from a pure heart and, and a clear conscience. But if God had a purpose for doing something, if we're not seeking Him for that same purpose, then, then there's never going to be the connection. What we're expecting to happen is never going to happen. If we want the glory of God to be manifest in the earth, we've got to start by understanding what the glory of God is. Now, I want to tell you something. The Bible says over and over and over again 
that before Jesus, no one ever saw God except for him. He came to show us what God looks like. But then John, over in his epistle, he talks to us about loving each other with the same kind of love that God has. And he says the reason we need to do that is because no one's ever seen God. Listen, the glory of God is going to be when we manifest God's love, God's mercy, God's God's righteousness without judgment. God's you know you know God's lifestyle, how to treat people, how to be how to be godly. When we manifest that to the world, the world's going to see an aspect of God that they've never seen. Listen, if you want to help me reach one billion people, I want to encourage you to go to impactministries.com. Consider becoming a world changer with me. Consider sharing with me financially every month and make sure I'm able to take this message to a billion people around the earth. And I'll be back next week and we'll follow up on this. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.